This very special episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, new name, same place. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third part of the Main Event Talk podcast. Thank you, Taker. I am the main event player, the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And in the last episode, we talked about the respect factor involving The Undertaker and the new superstars of that time. The Undertaker would have his first encounter with Brock Lesnar in 2002. And then we would go from the end of the badass to the return of the dead man. And then the dead man would walk into WrestleMania 23 and win his first world title, keeping his undefeated streak alive. And then ever since then, The Undertaker has went up against many opponents, including the likes of the Animal Batista, to the Rated R Superstar Edge. And then we would get into four of the greatest WrestleMania matches that The Undertaker has ever been a part of. We talked about two of the matches. One was Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, and then, of course, the ever-famous streak versus career match at WrestleMania 26 involving the same individual. And then we go on to WrestleMania 27, where The Undertaker would go one-on-one against Shawn Michaels' best friend, Triple H. Now, even though Triple H and The Undertaker have faced off against each other at WrestleMania 17, this is more than just about, pretty much, revenge for Shawn Michaels, so to speak. This is about being the one to end the streak. This is about being the one to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 27 in a no-holds-barred match. This was surely a match for the ages, and this is just the third greatest match in history and on part four or i'm sorry part three you can imagine that there's more to the story than meets the eye and we continue on with this episode of the main event talk podcast thank you taker Eighteen men have stepped up. Count them one by one. And eighteen men 
So it's WrestleMania 27, No Holds Barred, Undertaker versus Triple H, streak on the line, and it's an atmosphere that I've never felt before. When I first started seeing um, this match, when you look at the WrestleMania 27 card, uh, it you know it was a good card. Um, there were a few that. I really wasn't looking forward to watching and then there were others that I was really really looking forward to looking out the most uh, the the one that sticks out the most would definitely be The Undertaker and Triple H this was the kind of match that I didn't care much about you know who was going to do the most flips or who was going to put on the most DDTs or who was going to put on, um, you know, whatever. Because at that time, in that particular era, wrestling was more about about how it was going to be performed or the way the fans looked at it. I didn't give a shit about that. When I see the dead man, when I see Triple H, all I wanted to see out of those two was not only a good wrestling match, but I also wanted to see a fight. That's what I can't... And especially with WrestleMania, you have to bring the fight. You have to bring the fight in every way possible. So the beginning was pretty cool. Um, Triple H was coming down... um, I was watching, uh, you know, Triple H coming down in his whole King of Kings stuff like he always does. But he comes down to something that really caught my attention. And it was where he came down to the, uh, I think it was For Whom the Bell Tolls. Um, when I heard that, I the first thing I remember was um, 
they're about to start the match. All of a sudden, I started hearing uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls from Metallica. And I was like, wow, that sounded pretty fucking cool. And, you know, this was a song you figured The Undertaker would come down to and stuff, right? But instead, it was Triple H, you know? So there were, you know, when you look at the beginning of the matchup, there were these uh, guys, like knights or something like that, surrounding the whole thing. You're hearing the, the Metallica For Whom the Bell Tolls song, and then all of a sudden a light shines down upon somebody, and then, you know, the part where you hear, For Whom the Bell Tolls, and it's Triple H right there, you know, coming out in the King of Kings and everything. And that just, wow, it was like mesmerizing just watching that. And. It was so amazing because you're looking at a guy that was looking to be the one to end The Undertaker. He was looking to be the man to, you know, finally say he beat The Undertaker. You know, he came down to, for, you know, to For Whom the Bell Tolls. And then, of course, he came down to his usual music, The King of Kings, which was pretty awesome. And then here comes The Undertaker. And he came down to uh, Johnny Cash's uh, Ain't No Grave, which I've said before that that's the song to me. If there was ever going to be something that was better than Undertaker's entrance music, this would be the one. Because you talk about the man in black that is Johnny Cash playing, you know, for the man in black himself and The Undertaker. It's just a perfect fit. So in this match, you look at these two. And these guys were going at it head to toe, fist to fist, foot to foot. You know, they were using every single element in their power. And it just, you were blown. And you you were there as a fan watching this. And I was sitting back and I was watching this and I could not stop. You know, it's like almost every time when I see a match and it was a fight between two competitors. And the thing is, this was one of these matches where I didn't care who was a bad guy. I didn't care who was a good guy. It was two men competing to, you know, the streaks on the line. The Undertaker's trying to make sure his undefeated streak doesn't get into the hands of Triple H. And Triple H wants to be the one to end it all. So I'm watching this match. The one thing I remembered the most was where The Undertaker was getting his ass handed to at the hands of Triple H hitting chair shot after chair shot after chair shot and the Undertaker looked weak he looked so damn weak in that match and then I remember one part where Triple H goes ahead and he puts down he puts that whole uh, a thumb to the throat where he, he's signaling the end kind of like the way the Undertaker does it and the Undertaker tried to stop him and all of a sudden, Triple H picks him up and puts him in the tombstone. And I'm just sitting out of my chair. I can hear JR in the background. Uh, I can hear JR in the commentary saying that, no, no, this is too much. And then all of a sudden, when the tombstone hit, Undertaker getting hit with his own tombstone at the hands of Triple H. I was just like, oh, my God. And in my head, I'm thinking, my God, this may be over. God, but but in my head, I was like thinking, oh, well, somehow he's going to kick out. I mean, he's not going to he's not going to lose to his own tombstone. And then sure enough, one, two. And then all of a sudden, oh, fuck, he, he kicks he kicks out of the um, he kicks out of the tombstone, which 
I mean, it wasn't a big surprise. It wasn't a big surprise to anybody. So, Triple H is looking back, and he's like that shocked look on his face, where it is like, my God, what the fuck am I supposed to do next? And, you know, I was wondering myself, what the fuck you're supposed to do? How do you, how do you beat a man like The Undertaker in this environment? The Undertaker was, you know, you, you could tell he looked weak. You looked tell, you tell he couldn't do anything. And then Triple H was outside the ring and he decided to bring in Old Faithful. And Old Faithful being the sledgehammer. <laughs> so he goes ahead and he takes a sledgehammer. And I could tell that Triple H didn't really want to use it, but he had to because he wanted to try to find a way to end the streak in any way that he can. Because when he came to WrestleMania, he came to end the streak. This was no holds barred, so basically he can use a sledgehammer whenever he wanted. So this was the perfect time and this was the perfect opportunity. And as always, just like what happened to Shawn Michaels, one mistake, one mistake will cost you. Shawn Michaels had made one mistake and now it's Triple H's turn. So all of a sudden, Triple H gets caught in the, it's called, uh, I think Triple H's, uh, I'm sorry, The Undertaker's move will be called, um, it's called the Hell's Gate. It's sort of like one of the, one of, uh, one of those MMA moves that you use in the, in the octagon. And it's, been, it's like a triangle chokehold. And that's what um, The Undertaker had used on, uh, on Triple H. He calls it the Hell's Gate. And he used it. And, Triple H has that sledgehammer in his hands and he's trying to get out of the grip and everything and The Undertaker is just holding on to it by the skin of his teeth. He's trying everything in his power. He's going to you know, take out Triple H every single step of the way. He's not going to let him go. And you could slowly see Triple H starting to fade and he kept fading away and fading away and then all of a sudden you see the sledgehammer come off his hands and it just hits the ground. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, it's, this is it, this is it. And then Triple H goes ahead and taps out. And The Undertaker goes ahead and adds Triple H to the list. And now becomes 19-0. and 0. Undertaker wins. And Triple H, this would, this would be the end. After the match was over, Triple H was, um, was in the corner. He was trying to walk out, but The Undertaker couldn't move. And that was a scary thing to watch. You would see The Undertaker, um, he's trying to get up in his own power, right? And the next thing I remembered was Undertaker was trying to roll out to the ring. He was trying to stand on his own two feet, and he couldn't, and he just hit the ground. He just hit the ground, and I, I was just like... Oh my God! And it it looked bad. It looked extremely bad. And it was one of those things where, aside from it being a show, sometimes you have to understand that these guys are humans. These guys are human beings. We can talk. Everyone can talk how fake wrestling is. Everyone can talk all the bullshit they want to about. Oh well, that's fake. That's fake. No, fuck you. That ain't fake. Undertaker. You know, coming out like that and he hits the fucking ground like that. Are you kidding me? And he's in that much pain. You're going to sit there and tell me that's fake? Fuck you. I watched that and I seen what 
you know, what's going on, and Triple H was trying to help. He was trying to help. Referee just told him, no, no, everything's cool, everything's cool. So we see The Undertaker, he gets carted out. And that was just one of the craziest things I've ever seen. The matchup was amazing. The matchup was amazing. This was one of my favorite matches at WrestleMania to watch. Seeing The Undertaker, seeing Triple H go at it in a no-holds-barred match. And it blew my mind how this matchup started. And it blew my mind how it ended. And when I saw The Undertaker get carted out... That was all anybody could talk about. At that time, Facebook was starting to blow up. Twitter was starting to blow up at the time. And people were not using it that much. But when they were, it was amazing. Uh, I remember going on social media when I was first getting into Facebook. And people were talking about this match and just were like, wow. I mean, The Undertaker won the match. But it seemed like Triple H walked out in his own power as if he won the match. And it it really was just... This was like, I would say, the beginning of something that would happen the following time. I said a while back, I don't think it's over. this matchup to the most honored battle-tested veterans in all WWE are about to go one-on-one for the most viable record in WWE the streak Undertaker at this stage it's not that he thinks he can win it's not that he knows he can win he expects to win Warriors are both competitors, they're both extremely proud men. They take this business extremely seriously. This is as tense an atmosphere as I have ever felt anywhere. These are two guys who are the most respected guys in our industry. Two of the best ever. Zeus and Hades battling it out on Mount Olympus. takes to keep him down. This is too much. The tombstone was the moment where I thought, that's it. The streak's done. I covered his arms over his chest, did the tongue and everything, and one, two. When you think you're winning and the guy kicks out, you're wondering, what am I supposed to do? Undertaker beat you with his bare hands, and he will. Triple H, he likes using sledgehammers. He had this look on his face where, you know, he didn't really want to do it, but he knew he had to do it. Triple H had you believing that it's going to end. When Triple H wind up in the Hell's Gate, I knew it was... 
that was it. Triple H was right. He lives for the streak. That's all he's got. But he is certain that he will do everything in his power to win on that day. It was an example of just how incredible those guys are. To have a match this brutal, one of the guys didn't walk away, and it was the guy who won. We both left absolutely everything we had in that ring. And when you're back, I'll be waiting. I remember those comments that Triple H had said, um, you know, right after WrestleMania was over, came Monday Night Raw. And then Monday Night Raw comes, all of a sudden, um, Triple H, you know, knew what he was up against and knew what he was facing. And, you know, he had mentioned that he had faced off against The Undertaker before. So he knows what it's like. He knows what what it takes to face him, what it takes to go at him and everything, but he doesn't know what it takes to beat him in the ring. And that was a totally, totally different way from what everybody sees. So a while back, um, right around that time when we were discussing this matchup, I think I was um, hanging out with my friend Roman. And... I was uh, wondering what was going to be next. What was going to be the next thing, you know? So, me and my friend Roman, we were talking about the match between The Undertaker and Triple H at WrestleMania 27. And I pretty much gave Roman my idea, my thought about what would happen next. Because the word was that there was supposed to be a match that The Undertaker was going to have at WrestleMania 28 with somebody else. I believe it was going to be Wade Barrett, but I don't think uh, anything happened in, in that particular way. I mean, nothing, nothing was ever said, nothing was ever discussed. So my thought was, as a wrestling fan, and this was around 2011, so I'm sitting drinking beer talk with Roman, and I said that... I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch between The Undertaker and Triple H. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Some people were thinking maybe it could be Sting, but I didn't agree with it because at that time, even though I felt it should have been Sting, it should have been Sting at WrestleMania 27 instead of Triple H, I mean, I would have been okay with that, but we got Triple H, we got The Undertaker, it took place at WrestleMania 27, it's done, it's finished, and now it's 19-0. and 0. But if the rematch happens, it's going to happen at WrestleMania 28. And if that happens, if that happens, you got to go beyond. You got to take this to the distance. You got to take it to somewhere where these two know what they have to do. And I, I remember Roman sitting back talking with me and wonders, well, what do they have to do? And this was the thing. I kept wondering, all right. What's going to happen if these two meet up against each other one more time? It has to be where if these two face off against each other one more time, 
one of two things are going to happen. Either something's going to be put on the line or there's going to be a match that these two have competed against each other. And then I said, holy shit, wait a minute. I got it. I got it. And this was, this was a year before this even took place. This is 2000, 2011. WrestleMania is done. And we're going to get into the next WrestleMania. At the next WrestleMania, John Cena was going to take on The Rock in what we know as a once-in-a-lifetime match. I said that if the rematch happens between Triple H and The Undertaker, then let's make it interesting. Let's make it interesting. Let's bring it up the level. If the rematch happens, if it takes place, then I say, and these are my words, I say we go to hell. And, and Roman, Roman kind of looked at me like, go to hell? You mean they have to go face off against the devil or something? It's like, no, no, I don't mean that kind of hell. I mean hell, as in hell in a cell. And, and Roman like, oh, shit, that would be the shit right there. And that was my thought. My thought process was thinking, okay, put Triple H, put The Undertaker... In a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 28. That will be another great match besides The Rock and John Cena. That would be your match right there. And that is going to be the most talked about match ever. And I guarantee you people will start talking about it. And, you know, there were thoughts about it in the few months coming by. And then some people were thinking, I, I doubt it. I don't think it's it. And, and that was like, this is a few months. At the time when I mentioned it, and I think I posted it on my Facebook somewhere. At the time I mentioned it, some people were thinking that, nah, it ain't going to happen. No, no rematch and everything. And then here we are in 2012. And all of a sudden, it was brought up. What if it happens? What if it doesn't happen? And I sat back just saying... Well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I I, I kind of laughed a little bit because when people decide, when people decide that they're going to underestimate me, I just sit back and say, okay, you say what you want and everything. Because while the ignorance of certain people will tell you that this should happen, that should happen, that should happen. When you talk to someone like me that has seen wrestling for as long as he has, and I pick one thing that could possibly happen, others will criticize it and say, nah, it ain't gonna happen. And I sat back and I just said, okay, cool. But uh, if it happens, and when it happens, you all will be saying to me, thank you.
Pretty much the stage was set. Uh, I still remember when it was announced. I mean, when it was right around January where the Royal Rumble was done. And I believe John Laurinaitis was in trouble, right? 
and he was having his little feud with CM Punk and everything else like that. And then Triple H was going to come down and do his little evaluation. The evaluation had a lot to do with, okay, well, we'll see what happens from here. And then we all were expecting Triple H to go ahead and fire John Laurinaitis. It was pretty much already etched in stone, so to speak. You know, so we saw it coming a mile away. So right as Triple H was about to fire him, the gong hits. Here comes The Undertaker. Now, The Undertaker came out and... And let's let's kind of call it like we see it. The Undertaker came out, went face to face with Triple H, and obviously we know what he wants. He wants his rematch with Triple H. He wants it to happen, and well, Triple H declined. But when you look closely at the Undertaker, he's wearing his hat, he's wearing his suit and everything, but his hair looked a lot different. <laughs> there are a lot of people that will go ahead and ignore that part and say, you know what, let's not focus on that. Oh, come on, look at his hair. Come on. He can't sit there and tell me that The Undertaker has not cut his hair. They were showing video clips of The Undertaker cutting his hair right around, uh, I think you saw, if you probably could see it on WWE.com. He kept cutting his hair every single step of the way and wasn't sure why, but I guess that's the reason for the different look that The Undertaker had. So, I would say right around the time when I think it was Elimination Chamber or one of those times, Triple H, Undertaker with me face-to-face, I made the prediction, and I, and I said this from 2011, we're coming into 2012. I said that these two faced off against each other, it's got to be hell in a cell. That's got to take place. So, Hunter was, you know, trying to obviously give it back off. He doesn't want it to happen. But Undertaker, playing the mind games that, is, that only he can do, tries to get in his head, and he uses Shawn Michaels as a, as the way of luring him in. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, Triple H goes ahead and accepts it. And then, right there, when Triple H went ahead and said, if we do this, we go all the way. The streak ends. The era ends. I will face you at WrestleMania under one condition. Hell in a cell. And right away, I just immediately got off my chair and I said fuck there it is there it is that's what I fucking told you and my Facebook blew up (laughs) right when I made the comment (laughs) I still remember like right when I made the comment I said it before anybody else figured it out this was not me going through internet sh- bullshit or trying to look into the dirt sheets. When you're a wrestling fan and when you got all this piled up in your fucking head, you know right away what's going to happen before anybody else decides to come up with the idea. I didn't become the biggest wrestling fan in the world just because I start watching wrestling for everyone else's amusement. I watch it because I know, I understand, I read through the lines, and I read between the lines, and I know what's about to happen next. And if that doesn't happen, something else will. So, they added the match for WrestleMania. So you got 
John Cena and The Rock on one side. And then you had Triple H versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 28. With one additional caveat, something that I didn't think about, but it made for something good. Because in this match, Shawn Michaels will take part as a special guest referee. Which I thought was uh, pretty intriguing. Pretty intriguing right there because Shawn Michaels is Triple H's best friend. And he is also, you know, respected by The Undertaker. Who also ended his career. So, it was the ingredients, you know, the few weeks we were going into this. So many good promos put together. So many lines cut. So many stuff crossed. And all Undertaker can do to Triple H was keep saying over and over again, you remember when I said Sean was better than you? He is. And (laughs) that got to him right there. So the stage was set for something very, very special to look at. And I was just in awe seeing this match. You couldn't put a better band to play this song if you wanted to. When you and WrestleMania 28, when it featured John Cena and The Rock, it had a couple of songs in there. For The Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels' the referee, Hell in the Cell, the one song they put out was Metallica's The Memory Remains. And when I hear that, that just pumps the living shit. Well, actually, when you think about it, when you think of when you th- obviously when you think of the memory remains, you think of 1996. You think of 1996 for some odd reason, or 1997 to be exact, because at that time, and the way I remembered it so well was where, um, if I remember this correctly, I think it was what was it? Uh, 96 was where they did reload. 96 was where they did reload. And then all of a sudden they did Reload, which they would bring out, you know, all these songs. And one of the ones I remembered the most um, out of all of them, if I memory serves me correctly, I think it was, what was it? Um, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember this quite well, but but one thing's for certain. Um Anytime, anytime I hear something, you know, when I think, when I think of WrestleMania 17 with Austin and The Rock, you immediately think of Limp Bizkit. You immediately think of that song right there. Uh, when you think of, uh, say, Survivor Series of 19, of 2001, the whole thing with the Alliance and everything, you think of Puddle of Mud. You think of that song right there. There are several songs that make you think about, you know, that particular match. When you think of The Undertaker versus Triple H, Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee, Hell in a Cell, at WrestleMania 28, you think of Metallica, you think of nothing, the memory remains. It 
just that song that you you listen to it, you get pumped up for it, you that's all you think about. You know, and I still think about to this day because it you know, it fits perfectly. I always say metal and wrestling are always the perfect fit and this is a pretty good example. Martin, babe,
So now here we are at WrestleMania 28. And, you know, I was still, I still remember getting pumped up for it because every time I hear that Metallica song, all I can think of is WrestleMania. All I can think about is the match. And it was going to be amazing. I still remember I had, I pretty much called everyone over to my house to check out WrestleMania 28. Uh, I had John Luna, the best drummer on the planet there. I had Hector. He came along. Uh, I think Mark Anthony had also showed up at the house as well. Roman was there. Some of my brother's friends were there. We were all there to witness WrestleMania go down. And it was amazing to watch. Because this this WrestleMania to me was... And if I, if I were to pick any WrestleMania that would be the best one, this would be it. This would definitely be it. Because not just because you had The Rock versus John Cena, because obviously that's the matchup everybody wants to see. Not just because you had, I think if I remember correctly, there was um, Randy Orton versus Kane, uh, Big Show versus uh, Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental title. There were several matches that that really were uh, great. But the one match everybody was looking forward to seeing was The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels uh, versus uh, The Undertaker versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. That was a match that I know everybody was looking forward to seeing. And at that time, I, and I remember this part quite well, Hector had just shown up and Antoine. They both showed up right on time when the match was about to begin. I remember that quite well. Here comes Shawn Michaels. You know, you hear you know, him being a special guest referee. Here comes Triple H coming out. Uh, I think they had the Castle Grayskull look for Triple H. And then he had The Undertaker coming down. And The Undertaker kept wearing his hoodie, wearing his hoodie every time. He never exposed his long hair. And then when he was in the ring, when he had showed what it was that happened underneath the ring, underneath the hood, he had no hair. He sort of had like a small mohawk and it was um, incredible to look at. You know, it was just like, wow, what? (laughs) And it wasn't a shock to anybody. I mean, some people were in shock that, wait a minute, what happened to The Undertaker's hair? It's like, well, he's been cutting his hair for quite a while. Where the hell have you been? (laughs) So I'm watching this match and, you know, you had one entrance for Shawn Michaels, one entrance for Triple H, one entrance for The Undertaker. And then you had an entrance for The Hell in a Cell, which was very cool. And once again, you heard the Metallica song. You heard that 
all the memory remains and you everyone gets pumped up for it because there when you hear that song you're ready to see this go down and this was going to be exactly like wrestlemania 27 two men fighting two men going at each other but this time within the confines of of a match that they both have been a part of before Undertaker has been famous for being a part of Hell in a Cell when it first came out. Triple H has had many matches in Hell in a Cell, and he never really loses at Hell in a Cell. So that kind of plays a huge factor in this whole deal. So when this match took place, you know, I just remember these two fighting out fighting it out against each other back and forth head to head toe to toe and you're just in awe at how this match went down and Shawn Michaels is trying everything in his power to you know be impartial you know try to be a partial referee to keep things as the undertaker would say pure keep it pure you know keep this match as clean as possible triple h had kept you know, screaming out to Shawn Michaels and telling him, if you won't end it, I will. End it. End it. And I still remember Shawn Michaels going up to Undertaker and Undertaker was telling him, don't stop it. Don't stop it. Do not stop it. And I'm, I'm hearing this. Everyone's hearing this. We're, we're all sitting at the edge of our seats, you know, wondering what the hell was going to happen. You know, seeing these two go at it and Shawn Michaels being in a very conflicting place where he doesn't know what to do he really doesn't know what to do and I think I remember that point in time where Shawn Michaels was um was trying to calm the Undertaker down and then the Undertaker put him in the Hell's Gate and I'm like what the hell what's going on here and then all of us were like dude what's going on Shawn Michaels gets caught in the Hell's Gate Triple H takes a sledgehammer and nails the Undertaker and tries to make sure that Shawn Michaels is okay, right? Tries to make sure that everything is fine. And then all of a sudden, the Undertaker is trying to go ahead and hit the tombstone on Triple H. Triple H moves out of the way. Shawn Michaels stands up. He hits the Undertaker with a super kick. And then Triple H hits the Undertaker with the pedigree. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? And we're all standing up on our seats right here and watching this. And then Shawn Michaels goes ahead and makes the count. One, two, and then holy shit, he kicks out. And I'm like, oh my God. That crowd went completely insane when we saw... Uh, we were all just looking at this like, my God, how is this going to fucking end? And this was a fucking fight. This is what I love seeing. Because you got two of your favorite wrestlers, a wrestler who's retired, a referee, in one of the most dangerous matches in all of professional wrestling, Hell in a Cell. You could not help but believe that this was going to end. No. The Undertaker wasn't done. And we were wondering what the fuck is going to be next. The Undertaker had kept hitting chair shot after chair shot after chair shot against Triple H. And it was just one of those things where you knew right away that The Undertaker was going to finish this off. The look on Shawn Michaels' face knew that you knew he was going to finish this off one way or another. And I remember seeing this one part. I don't know why they censored this part. This is a crazy part where, you know how Triple H does the whole, you know, 
the whole DX crotch chop and everything. Well, all of a sudden, I don't know if you li- watch the match closely and if you listen closely, they censored his crotch chop. I'm like, okay, well, he must have said a bad word for some odd reason. So he hits it. Undertaker has a sledgehammer in his hand and he nails Triple H. Laid out. Shawn Michaels is looking, he's at the corner of the ring. He's ha- he has his back turned, and he knew the end was coming. He knew it was coming right away. And we weren't sure how long or how far this was going to go. So once The Undertaker hit the tombstone, Shawn Michaels did his job, became the referee, and count the three, and that was it. My house at that time, everybody was just, like, happy when that they were not only happy, they were like in awe. They they were exhausted <laughs> because they they saw one hell of a match between The Undertaker and Triple H. And it was just amazing to watch. At the end, you saw Shawn Michaels pretty much trying to pick up The Undertaker. And then The Undertaker was picking up Undertaker and Shawn Michaels were both trying to pick up Triple H. Triple H was, you know, in weary and all, you know, pretty much leaving the ring together. I can hear JR in the background uh, where he says that, ladies and gentlemen, is respect. And it was that. It was pretty much respect. And I still remember the three of them on stage right there looking at the entire audience and over... 76,000 if not probably more than 76,000 fans were were just applauding you know because they saw something magical they saw something incredible between these two and I gotta say out of the four matches that I saw at Wrestlemania this was unquestionably one of the greatest if not the greatest match of all time and I gotta say it's one of my favorites as well because I couldn't see it, it had it brought so much drama, so much emotion, you know, brought so much to the table that you just, you know, this was one match you wouldn't mind watching over and over and over and over again. And I, I you know. <laughs> Just hearing that just makes me want to watch the WWE Network and watch that match all over again. It was just amazing. And it was exactly what it was called, the end of an era. That's what it was. And at at that time in The Undertaker's career, it would be the end of an era. But the question at that time was, would it be the end of The Undertaker? Or are we going to see The Undertaker next year? The WrestleMania 28 match with Triple H and The Undertaker lived up to the hype. This sold-out crowd is witnessing history tonight. The electricity in that arena for that match was unlike any other. Edge of my seat, holding my breath. It is the end of an era. Everyone was lost in the moment of this epic battle between two superstars. To everlasting mortality runs through hell in a cell. We know it 
was going to be an incredible match, but it meant more to them than life itself. Here we go. The outright pain and torture that each competitor put each other through, knowing what was at stake. With the streak of 19 and 0 on the line, whose will is greater? They suffered enough in that one match for an entire career. Those chair shots are, I think I still hear the hits in my ears. All 50 of them. Neither one of them would give up. Do not stop it. Shawn Michaels being with his best friend Triple H, but calling it right down the middle all until Undertaker's got the Hell's Ghetto, Shawn Michaels! That makes Shawn a little mad. Oh! Shawn Michaels super kick, boom! Followed up by a pedigree, and then all of a sudden you think the streak is over. I've got the kill! I got it! I thought for sure that was it. And then when Taker kicked out, witnessing this, only The Undertaker could have kicked out. Shawn Michaels is an emotional wreck. Look on Shawn's face. He just tried to screw the devil and got caught. I thought this is just going to piss the dead man off. Hazardous tear shots from the ruthless Undertaker. There's got to be a limit to what a human body can stand. Triple H brought his entire heart and soul to the Undertaker. And what can you do? One last act of defiance. And the shot with a sledgehammer. The sign of disaster. There's never been anybody like The Undertaker. 20 WrestleManias, 20 victories. It's just never, ever going to happen again. What happened in this match proves that he does not lose to WrestleMania. I don't think there's any way this match can be remembered other than the single greatest match of all time that stole the show. My dad would tell me about, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. I'm going to be telling this story. The three gentlemen involved, arm in arm, it couldn't have been a better moment. It was just that fame and this is it. With what Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker have been through, and now with what Triple H and The Undertaker have been through, it is the end of an era. A standing ovation from 78,363. And a moment we'll all remember forever. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this part of the thank you tribute to The Undertaker. But as always, it's not over yet by a long shot. Part three is done and part four is coming up. On the next episode, we're going to talk about part four and we're going to talk about saying goodbye to an old friend and also saying goodbye to the streak. Who took it and why? You want to listen to this episode. So far, three episodes done, and we're about to do another episode 
of the Main Event Talk podcast. Thank you, Taker. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And trust me, this is far, far from over. And we will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Thank you, Taker. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said.